You are now listening to Swim, the podcast. Peace, y'all. Welcome back to episode five of Swim, the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about authenticity and the importance of individuality. We hear people say all the time to just be yourself, right? But how many of us are really showing up as our true selves all the time? Not the person you're known as or even the person you think you should be, but who you truly are. I like to start off by saying that we are who we say we are. We're all autonomous beings and we should move like it. But in a world of influencers, what makes you stand out? Is it the way you walk, the way you talk, the way your energy lights up a room? Not just in a social aspect, but among your personal and professional relationships as well. Our individuality is the head of our identity. That's why you should always be showing up as your true authentic self in all settings. Some ways to maintain your individuality are by honoring your feelings, being patient with yourself, celebrating the small wins, and doing what makes you happy. Don't dilute yourself to accommodate the comfortability of others. Serve them up right. Give them all of you. Of course, you have those scenarios where you may need to speak softer or walk slower, but never change the essence of who you are. I have to remind myself of that too, especially when I'm creating content for my business or even this podcast. I get up here and I speak soft and steady in order to get my message across and for easy editing. But if you really know me or have spoken to me in person, you already know I'm over here talking with my hands and being extra. Which is part of the reason why I prefer to keep this audio only for now. Initially, listening to advice from other podcasters made me feel like I had to create content on a weekly or at least consistent basis. And consistency may very well lead to success in this arena, but that's where we differ. A lot of people's idea of a successful podcast is to gain a large following in order to create a seemingly meaningful platform. I, on the other hand, started with the idea to do it for fun. I'm the only adult in my house, so I really just wanted a place to share my mature thoughts and opinions freely other than my journal. So that's why you don't get episodes from me on a consistent basis. I'm really just here to have fun and express myself, okay? (laughs) Of course, I do promote it just like everything else I have my hands in, but I trust that my content will reach whoever needs to hear it, whether zero or a thousand listeners. We're so overstimulated with the lives of other people on social media these days. It's entertaining, but the problem with that is one person's achievements can subconsciously become the goals and aspirations of another person. Don't let that be you. And whatever it is that you're doing, make sure you're doing it because you want to. Not just because it's what's popping right now. Not for the money. Not because your spouse or your friend is doing it. Do it for you. I'm not saying you shouldn't be motivated by other people. I'm just acknowledging the fact that you have the same ability to be self-motivated. For the most part, we all experience life with the same five senses, right? However, we all react differently. Meaning you could experience a situation identical to someone else's, but your response to those situations will make all the difference. And your responses are based on your level of perception, which has everything to do with your spiritual evolution. You got to keep in mind that we're all carrying the weight of things you can't see. It could be trauma, loss of a loved one, self-esteem issues, anything. So for a person to show up as themselves, it takes a lot. The pressure that we have on us to look, think, and act a certain way can be discouraging when it comes to expressing your individuality, especially in the workplace. But I encourage each and every one of you to personalize the work you do. Put your stamp on it so when your work is done, they know who did it without question. I took this approach when working at Ophthalmology. As my friend Michelle would say, I came in kicking ass and taking names. Not only was I doing a great job with no prior experience, but I let my personality show when engaging with patients and they loved it. I laugh and joke with them, and I let them know when to tighten up, too. But there was a downside to me being my regular old self when it came to work, and that was me running late pretty often. But back then, honestly, I didn't care because my work ethic outshined any of that. 
I will admit, though, that exuding that type of confidence can either result in conflict or respect among your colleagues. Thankfully for me, it was the latter. I worked closely with people who had an understanding that we all had a life outside the office. We each brought something different to the table in terms of personality and background, so we had to learn what motivated each other as well as what made us tick. Having this level of respect for one another made it easy to form a team of dedicated individuals. It was much like dating. We were our own people with our own lives outside of our connection, but we came together every day for six years to fulfill a greater purpose. Oftentimes, people become consumed in what they feel they need to be in a relationship instead of being, you know, just who they are, especially in the beginning phases. First impressions mean a lot, but it ain't going to mean shit after a while if it wasn't authentic. What we think are some of our worst qualities may actually be what makes you stand out. Really, though. Before I became comfortable with who I am, I used to hide my spiritual gifts from the guys I would date. And then when I started speaking on it, I realized how much I had been restricting the flow of conversation. I'm a lot more interested than I realized. Another way to maintain your individuality when dating is to date outside of your usual type. I don't mean compromise your morals for the sake of having a partner, but dating people who bring something completely different to the table creates space to teach one another by simply showing up. I think it's selfish to want a partner that offers everything you already have. Like, why wouldn't you want someone who has their own personality and goals that could complement yours instead of crowding it? And once you're up in the relationship, don't lose yourself. Just because you have an obligation to show up for your relationship doesn't mean you put your personal pursuits on hold. You know how it can be. You get with someone who you enjoy spending time with and you want to be stuck like glue. And that's real cute and all, but you should continue to set personal goals and encourage your partner to do the same. It's great to have a vision of a future together, but a future together still consists of two individuals, whether you're dating or married. Also, be sure to maintain your interests. If you enjoy reading or going to the beach on the weekends, don't give that up because your partner doesn't want to join you. Use that time alone to be fully present in the moment or invite one of your friends. I know you're probably over there like, but they are my best friend. Okay, well, who were your best friends before them? Or did you forget about them too? Your friends, particularly your single friends, are not poison to your relationship. Don't just write them off. They can serve as a reminder of things you enjoy outside of your relationship. So this next topic might be a little touchy, but I'm going to talk about individuality when it comes to parenting. There are so many parenting styles being discussed and not enough reminders that none of us know what the hell we're doing. The way we interact with our children changes based upon their needs and they are steady growing and evolving daily. The simplest way to individualize your parenting style is to ditch what you think you should be doing and really focus on what's needed from you by your child. And if you have more than one child like myself, you know that each one is different in the way they receive love and their personalities. My advice to you is just let them be who they are. And you should lead by example by being who you are, whoever that may be. This year, I decided to homeschool my children. My 7-year-old requires a lot of attention and patience from me while my 12-year-old is more hands-off and likes her alone time. I used to feel like it was a chore having to constantly shift my parenting styles between the two. I would try to make them get on the same page and I would be happy with what I've done, but they wouldn't. That's when I realized it was my opportunity to balance my own energies in order to accommodate the personalities of both my children. Now we have a system, or lack thereof, that works for all of us. We have designated times throughout the day that we spend together, and outside of that, everyone pretty much does their own thing. My son, he enjoys all the metaphysical stuff that I do, so he likes to play with crystals and smudge the house with me, you know, all that. My daughter, on the other hand, has to be in the mood to do stuff like that, so I let her engage when she wants to. They're very free-spirited children like me, so I give them direction, but I don't try to make my life theirs. I didn't have that luxury as a child. I mean, in my household I did, but not in my environment. When you grow up in a tight-knit area, you pretty much have to make a name for yourself to be recognized as anything outside of the stereotype of your family 
or, you know, the community you grow up in. I was often referred to as one of Handy's girls or a little guinea as a child. I didn't hate it, but you know how that go. It wasn't until I became an adult that I started being called Ashley. I'm appreciative of the shift, but I'm much more than Ashley now. Hell, I'm more than my parents could have ever imagined. At 30 years old, I'm proud to say I'll be celebrating my four-year anniversary of my business next month. And if it wasn't for me showing up as my authentic self, honestly, I don't even think I would have made it this far. I literally just gained a new customer the other day in less than a minute. They had called my phone singing happy birthday to someone else. And I was like, thank you. But, you know, I let him know he had the wrong number. He apologized and I let him know if he wanted to make it up, he could go shop with me. And he did. In a business aspect, personality goes a long way. And your individuality is what drives your brand. You don't have to go as far as a new invention to be successful. Just bring something new and fresh to the table. We all know it could be five different brands of the same product on a shelf. The one that stands out will most likely be purchased. You got to make your potential customers feel like they're missing out if they don't shop with you. Speaking of which, now that we're wrapping things up, y'all go visit GrindedEssentialsLLC.com and grab you some coffee and brown sugar scrub. My original recipe is back and it's like that, y'all. When you see me posting pics, just notice where the glowing skin come from. The rest is pure confidence. I love who I am and I love who I am becoming. I am Anika Simone, appropriate persona, wealthy in love, knowledge, and wisdom. If you see me and can't recall my name, address me as Empress. If you enjoyed the content of this episode, be sure to leave feedback on any of my engagement posts on Instagram or Facebook. I can be found on Instagram at Swim the Podcast and on Facebook at Swim. That's the at symbol S-W-Y-M. Until next time, family, peace.